Hello, my dear Creator Club. I know I don't usually interrupt the very beginning of the episode like this, but I promise you it is for a very good reason. I have a brand new free resource that you are not going to want to miss. If you have ever felt frustrated or overwhelmed by Reels, uncertain about what kinds of videos you can make that will actually get you views and actually help you grow, then this is for you. I have released a totally free email course called The Reels Compass. It just dropped last week on Monday, but you can still sign up if you go to katiesteckley.com slash reels compass. As soon as you sign up, you will start getting those lessons directly to your inbox. And look, this is the exciting part. Students of The Reels Compass are getting an exclusive Cyber Monday discount on my signature course, the Instagram roadmap. When you sign up for the Reels Compass email course, you're going to get a 30% off coupon for the Instagram roadmap. So if you've been thinking about taking the course and you've been on the fence about it, now is the time to join. I don't plan on offering discounts often, and this very well could be kind of the last time that I offer this discount until next year on Cyber Monday. So jump on it now if you're interested. Also, if you are listening to this episode the day that it drops on November 28th, Hey, happy Cyber Monday. Today is actually the last day to take advantage of this 30% off coupon code for the Instagram roadmap at midnight Eastern time. That coupon code is going to go away. So make sure if you are interested in joining the Instagram roadmap for 30% off, head over to katiesteckley.com slash reels dash compass in the welcome email that you get with the course, you will get the coupon code. So you can go ahead and join the course with that discount. If you are interested, I just wanted to make sure that if y'all signed up a couple of weeks ago when I made this announcement on the podcast previously, you knew that today's the last day to take advantage of that. However, if the Instagram roadmap isn't right for you, or if you're not ready to join up, that is totally fine. You can still go and sign up for the Reels Compass free email course. Like I've been saying, it is totally free and I've designed it to give you clarity and direction on how to move forward with reels as a part of your Instagram growth strategy. So that might be just the best resource for you right now, just taking the free email course. And if you're interested, then go ahead and take advantage of that 30% off coupon for the Instagram roadmap. Okay. So everything that I've been talking about, you can find at katiesteckley.com slash reels dash compass. And just remember that today, November 28th on Cyber Monday is the last day to take advantage of that 30% off coupon code. But otherwise, I really, really hope you enjoy the Reels Compass free email course. I've designed it to really answer a lot of the questions that I get all the time from y'all about Reels and how to grow with them. So go check that out. It's also linked in the show notes. Okay, this is my last preemptive announcement for a while. Let's just dive into the episode. Confession time. I have never had a real job. By that, I mean a full-time, post-grad, adult, work-for-someone-else job. Of course, I had many part-time jobs when I was a student, from selling overpriced candles and lotions at the mall to waitressing at my hometown diner. But ever since I graduated from university in 2018, I dove straight into full-time freelance work. And in the past nearly five years, I've grown a boutique social media marketing agency called Creatorly Media that generates six figures in revenue. I'll just be transparent. This was my first year passing $300,000 in sales. And while I know there are a lot of gurus on social media bragging about much higher profit than that, 
I am pretty proud of it. It's a big milestone for us. And remember, that is revenue. That's not my like take home profit or my own personal salary at all. That's like the total sales coming in. Um, But yeah, it's a big milestone that I am pretty darn happy with. But here's the thing. Let's just rewind for a second. It wasn't always like this. When I started down this path in 2018, it was just me totally solo. And in today's episode, I wanted to tell you how I did it and answer some of the questions that you all sent in over Instagram, like how I got my first clients, how I decided how much to pay my team members and how I got comfortable with financial planning and handling bigger numbers as my business grew. So we're going to dive into all of that today. So keep on listening. Welcome to the creator club podcast produced by creatorly media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Creator Club Podcast, y'all. I'm so happy to have you here today for this little bit more of a personal episode. I'm going to be talking about my own story with growing my business, which I'm excited to get into. But before we get into old Katie's stories, I wanted to give a massive thank you to the reviewer of the week. So this week's review comes from Timbo Sally and it's titled The Real Deal. And the review says, I love this podcast. Katie is extremely prolific at turning out content. This isn't filled with fluff ads or interviews, which I have grown weary of. She's easy to follow. She's easy to follow. And I listen for hours at work every day. Thank you for your insight and hard work. Thank you so much for that super kind review. It really means the world to me when you all leave five-star ratings and a review on the podcast. It's what helps us continue to grow the creator club and make sense for me to, you know, keep investing in it and make it a bigger part of this business that I'm going to tell you more about today. So if you've been listening for a while and you appreciate the show and you want to drop a review, I would really appreciate it. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's get into my story. Okay, so I think I first need to tell you the story of how I got started with freelancing. And trust me, I don't want to sound like that old grandma that tells you the same stories over and over again. So I'm going to try to keep this super, super brief so that we can get into your questions. Okay, so all of this, Creatorly, my whole team, this business, if you follow it back down the timeline far enough, it all starts with this YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel as a teenager. I loved making videos for it all throughout university. I kept vlogging here and my dream was to become a full-time YouTuber, but things were growing, but like really slow and steady. I dreamed of one day getting paid to make videos on my channel, obviously getting brand deals, AdSense, the whole bit, but I knew it was gonna be a long haul before I got to the point where I had a big enough audience to be able to do that. Meanwhile, because I was making YouTube videos so often, my friends and family and the people around me started to kind of know, oh yeah, Katie, she's like the YouTube girl. Like I was making videos all the time. And so it was through this persona of kind of being the YouTube girl that I actually landed my first ever freelance gig. I was in my second year of university and the music summer camp 
camp that I went to as a teenager was looking for somebody to make a promotional video. So I came in and I filmed like interviews with the campers and made like a little promo video for their Facebook page. And this is when I learned that there would be people out there who would be willing to pay me to make videos. It's just that they wouldn't necessarily be willing to pay me to make videos for my own YouTube channel, but I could make videos for their social platforms or for their website. And thus my career as a freelance videographer was born. So I kept doing that on the side through my second half of university. And I also did some like full-time internships in marketing positions. And through that experience, I really learned that I didn't really want to work for anybody else once I graduated because um, I wasn't always the best employee. I'll be honest. I kind of used all of my free time to work on my own side projects, but I always got good performance reviews. So apparently I was doing enough for them, but I know that I was spending a lot of time thinking about my own blog and my own YouTube channel and all that stuff. Okay, so when I graduated in 2018, I was like, I'm not gonna go on the job hunt like all my peers. I am just going to double down on this freelance thing and really, really work hard on getting gigs. This is another moment where it's time for me to be transparent and just acknowledge that I was really, really lucky to have a partner who had a full-time job. So Dan got a job in the tech world immediately after graduation. So he had a steady full-time income. And if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have been able to just throw myself into freelance full-time because essentially, I had no reliable income for the first like year. So anyway, I am very lucky to have that. And by the way, it's kind of because of that, that I was so motivated. Like for the first few years, my big goal was just to generate enough income that I could like match Dan's salary. And every year I've been kind of like getting close to that. But then the thing is, he just keeps getting raises, so it's kind of hard to keep up, but you know, it provided me some motivation. So when I went full-time freelance, I was doing everything that came my way. I was making real estate tour videos. I was doing wedding videos. I was doing like corporate training videos, promo videos for Facebook. At one point I sent a cold pitch email to a realtor who I was like offering more like home tour videos, like for her listings. And she replied back to me like, you know what? I'm not at all interested in home tour videos, but I really want to start a podcast and a YouTube channel. So that was kind of this perfect opportunity for me to start doing a little bit more social media content creator oriented services. Okay, I'm gonna stop rambling for a minute and answer some of your questions from Instagram. Rain Daily asked, how did you build your client base? Really for me, it was all about networking. So a lot of this did come from family and friends kind of being known as the YouTube girl. So that first like summer camp gig came through that. And then it was also through like friends and family connections that I got a few other um, video gigs for local businesses where it was like, oh, I made, I made some videos for like the company that my mom worked for or stuff like that. So I was really fortunate to have a lot of like local connections that way. But also some of it really was from cold pitch emails, like the realtor that I mentioned, like I had no connection to her personally. I just sent her an email along with like 50 other realtors that I never heard back from. And I also would go to local networking events back in the day. And one of my like main steady clients from my university days was somebody that I met at a networking event. Eventually as time went on, social media marketing became a more significant part of my client acquisition process, but we'll talk more about that in the next chapter of my story. Quarter Life Revival asked, how did you build experience before freelancing? Was it all unpaid? Yeah, so pretty much the answer is yes, it was. I had a YouTube channel where I was making videos for myself, for fun, and that's sort of how I, I had like a little bit of a portfolio as unprofessional as it was that proved that I did know how to make videos. And it was that experience that kind of led me to those first paid gigs. 
And I did like some volunteer work. I did do um, some content creation for some like not-for-profits as like portfolio example pieces too. HMI.Julie asked, what research did you do to set up your business and taxes? Honestly, I started with Googling and then I quickly realized that everything I was finding online was for Americans. So I was like, this is not helpful. So after that, I just started asking the people in my life. I'm like fortunate to have friends and family that are also entrepreneurs. My mom and my grandma actually both run businesses. So I was able to like talk to people and say like, okay, how do you like collect and then forward HST? Like how do you do income tax as a sole proprietor? All of that. I was able to chat with people that I knew. Abs Omstutz asked, was it difficult to make big purchases on freelancing income? I assume this is in like personal life kind of context. And the answer to that would be 100% yes. And again, this is where I was super lucky to have a partner that had a, a full-time income because it meant that we weren't depending on my very fluctuating freelance income to pay the bills. So yeah, at first that would have been very, very difficult, especially if I was on my own. Yeah, I mean, even now my, my income really fluctuates, so. Okay, so I went full-time with my freelancing in like July of 2018. And by the fall of 2019, I had sort of built up my business to the point where I was feeling overwhelmed and busy and that I couldn't really grow past the point where I was unless I got some help. Part of why I was as busy as I was is because I hadn't given up on this YouTube dream. So I was making like two videos per week and obviously that takes a considerable amount of time on top of all the client work that I was doing and all that YouTube work was starting to pay off because I kinda had a video go viral in the spring of 2019, which eventually led my channel to growing to past 40,000 subscribers in 2019. I'd started off the year with like 2,000. So that was really big growth for me. And this is where the social media marketing part comes in. I was starting to get a lot more client requests come through via my YouTube channel. So at this point, this is where social media really surpassed all of my networking, pitches, in-person connections, pretty much all my clients at this point were coming in through the internet. This also meant that I was starting to shift my packages to be able to like be delivered completely remotely because before I was doing a lot of stuff in person. So at this point I was kind of shifting to do more like remote podcast editing, remote YouTube video editing, Instagram content creation that like didn't require me to go in person anywhere. Um, so this is where I was really shifting to being like an online first business. So in the fall of 2019, I hired Taylor, who's the first ever addition to the Creatorly team. In fact, it wasn't called Creatorly then. And basically I just brought her on as an assistant to like tag team all of the projects with me. At this point, we were just like splitting everything. I mean, I was still the primary contact for the clients. So like I would communicate with clients, figure out what the project was, receive the feedback, and then kind of bring that back and then me and Taylor would work on it together. Taylor is still on the Creatorly team, by the way, and now she is our YouTube specialist and she's a manager herself too. So just crazy how much stuff has grown. Okay, so let's address some of your questions from Instagram. Alexandra Ellen asks, do you have in-house staff or do you manage freelancers? So this is a great question. So everybody on the Creatorly team is a contractor and they work like varying numbers of hours per week. Everybody is a content creator, a freelancer, like people have other clients than just me. And I really love how we can balance having a team vibe and a team camaraderie while also everybody having their own solo projects that they're passionate about. And I think it also like brings a unique perspective because we work with a lot of content creators. So folks on the team know the struggle of growing a YouTube channel or growing on Instagram when we you know, work with clients who are also going through the same thing. It also means everyone has the complete flexibility to choose their own hours, choose how much they work. So I found that it's a good system for us. Sammy Ventures asked, how did you decide how much to pay your contractors and 
amounts if you're willing to share. So I'm not gonna expose like individuals income because I think that's their business to do. But what I can tell you is I've always felt very, very strongly about paying folks on my team fairly and paying them something that like I would have been happy to make at that stage of my career. And I also base it on like industry standards. So I look up like what the average pay for like a social media manager is. With just a quick Google, you can find out that the average yearly salary for a social media manager in the US is about $70,000 a year. That works out to 33 US dollars per hour. And the range of income on my team is basically from around 30-ish to like 45-ish dollars an hour, depending on experience and number of years they've spent on the team. Hey there, I just wanted to quickly interrupt myself to ask you a question. Did you know that me and my team at Creatorly Media have Instagram services? If you've been dreaming of starting or growing your Instagram, but have felt overwhelmed by some of the technical or strategic aspects, like maybe you're not sure how often you should post, what time you should post, what's the deal with hashtags anyway, or maybe you're struggling with editing reels or creating graphic carousels. Well, that's exactly what we are here for. We can help you make your Instagram dream a reality with our professional strategy development or content creation services, or all of the above. If you're ready to start growing a community on Instagram and really seeing results with your personal brand or business, then check out our services at creatorlymedia.com slash services. If you have any questions or want to chat, you can reach out and someone from the Creatorly Media team would be super happy to talk with you about how we can help you with creating your content or developing your strategy for Instagram. We can't wait for you to become a part of the Creatorly Media team. So reach out at creatorlymedia.com slash services. So as client demand continued to grow, I would basically just scale up every few months or so by bringing on another creator freelancer to work on the actual client projects. And for the longest time, I kept myself in the position of the main client liaison or like manager of all the clients. But eventually that just became unmanageable because I had my hands in way too many different pots to the point where like it wasn't even that helpful like for me to be doing that. And so the account manager model emerged on the creatorly team. So basically what that means is all of the different team members manage their own clients. So we have a few managers and then we also have some assistants on the team who don't have their own clients they connect with. They just help the team out with the content creation. And so the managers will each have like a handful or so of clients that they communicate with. They lead the project on, they become the expert in that client's brand. And then the entire team does collaborate on the content for that client so that we can draw on everybody's skill set. So if somebody's really great at video, they'll help with editing the reels for other clients, even though they're not like the manager of that client. So even as I took on that account manager model, I was still managing the managers and dealing with all of the admin, all of the client requests, fixing up any kind of issues because there's always going to be small complaints here and there that need to be addressed. And this was honestly stressing me the F out. Like I was getting really, really burnt out on this because here's the thing. In addition to running a social media agency, I was also producing two YouTube videos a week. I was posting five times a week on my own Instagram. I was scripting, recording and editing a weekly podcast. 
I was managing my brand deal connections and like producing sponsored content, plus answering client emails, jumping on strategy calls and dealing with like customer service issues. And I just got completely burnt out doing this. And this was a big turning point for me because it's when I realized that I was gonna need to start paying people to do stuff that I didn't have clients paying me for, right? So like all those admin logistics management tasks aren't necessarily like paid for by clients, but they're essential to make the business run and in an indirect way, right? The cost of that's built into the package price, but it just was a mindset shift for me. Okay, let's get to the questions. Christy Elizabeth 11 asked, how do you navigate going from freelance to a company that relies on a humanized brand? I think this is a really interesting question because essentially I went from being like a personal brand, just like a solo freelancer, to then being a team. And eventually I branded that team so that it had its own name for the longest time. It was just like Katie Steckley Creative Services. And then it was like, you know what? I'd rather have like a brand name. So that's where Creatorly Media came from. But we're still definitely at a point, like I'll be honest with you, where most of the Creatorly clients are finding us through my own content, which makes sense. Like Creatorly has a newer online presence. So I would definitely say that one of my goals moving forward is to continue to build up Creatorly's platform. So making sure we have a, we do have a YouTube channel for Creatorly. You can follow it if you want. We have a TikTok, we have an Instagram, but continuing to build that up so that Creatorly can kind of um, acquire its own clients and it's not as tied to my personal presence. But I'm also okay with it being tied to me. Like I obviously love to promote it and love to talk about it. Um, it's just a little bit different than when it was like me personally and yeah. Communicado asked, how did you get comfortable with finance planning and handling big numbers? This is another big mindset thing. And I think I'm still like figuring out, I mean, it's just like numbers kind of start to lose meaning to you in this weird way where like now I have, you know, like an operating balance in my bank account that I like never would have even imagined ever having that like access to that much money. Right. So it's just, it's very strange. And sometimes I have to just like, I feel like I'm playing a video game or something because it doesn't seem real. But at the same time, like I do take like a very practical approach and I do just sit down and crunch the numbers and I figure out, okay, how much money does the business need on a month by month basis to operate? And yeah, like most of our operations are directly tied to the amount of client work that we have at a given time. But I also feel very strongly that I want to have enough money in the bank account that if we had one month where literally not a single one of our clients paid or paid on time or whatever, that I would still have enough money to pay out everybody for the hours that they worked. Um, I want to be able to like provide that stability. So that's the kind of stuff that I take into account um, when it comes to financial planning. So that all brings us up to speed to where I currently am with my business. I feel like I've finally achieved some semblance of work-life balance after like two years of being on the edge of burnout. Now Shelby from the Creatorly team has taken on the role of creative operations officer. So she kind of oversees all of those different pieces that I was talking about that was stressing me out. <laughs> and that allows me to have time to work on the areas of my business where I'm most effective. And I really feel like that is business development, marketing strategies, and like long-term goals and vision. And also just like continuing what I love most, which is like keeping up with these marketing trends and strategies and keeping my team informed on them so they can implement them for our clients. I really feel like I'm at a place now where I can truly work on creatorly instead of in it. And that's freed up my mind space to the extent where I feel like I can actually have new ideas and come up with strategies to help us keep growing. Because when I was in the midst of the grind of like helping on client projects, 
dealing with inquiries, like all of that day-to-day -day stuff, it was completely blocking out any extra energy that I might have for planning for the future, setting goals, making new strategies. Look, if there's one takeaway I wanna share with you, it's that all of this stuff takes time. I would never suggest that you can build a six-figure business overnight. It took me several years to figure this all out. And I never went to school for business and I've never even hired a business coach to help me figure it all out. I just really trial and errored my way through it emphasis on the error, but I'm so glad that I did. I mean, there's lots of ups and downs, lots of kind of falling down and picking myself back up, but that's how you learn. If you have more questions about my business journey, I'd be happy to answer them. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or reach out to the Creatorly Media Instagram and let us know what we could talk about in future episodes here on the Creator Club because I think it's really valuable to share the ups and downs and the insights of uh, an entrepreneur's business journey so you can see what it's really like because it's not always how it seems on Instagram. So anyway, I hope this episode gave you some insight into that. And as always, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.